What do you get when a zombie tries to take his dinner out of the oven without oven mitts on? Brain drop. Hello and welcome to the Brain Drop Podcast, a show all about puzzles, riddles, mysteries, and games. I'm your host, Brian Hobbs. This week, for the final puzzle episode of Season 1, we attend the Puzzler's Halloween Festival at the old Thornwillow Manor. Some of the puzzles may be frightfully tricky, so be sure not to lose your head. Because I don't have insurance for that sort of thing. Puzzle One. Yeah! <laughs> Eclairvoyance. The festival is in full swing, and already some of the desserts are running low. In fact, there's only one Eclair left, and two logicians, Greg and Emily, have just approached the table. They both reach for the Eclair at the same time, then stop. Oh, sorry, were you going for that? Uh, sorry, yes, I was, but you know what? Um, I really want it, yeah. Oh, okay, that's fine. But I want it as well, so... They were at an impasse. They decided the only way to decide fairly was with a coin toss. But then they remembered that, as logicians, they didn't have any money. But one of them did have a deck of cards, so they chose to make it simple. They selected all of the cards of one suit and set aside the rest. They also discarded the ace and the face cards, leaving only the number cards of diamonds. They shuffled those cards together and each drew a card. Whoever had the higher number would get the eclair. They peeked at their cards, hiding them from each other. Well, I don't know if I'll win, but I hope I do, because that eclair is looking more amazing by the second. Well, I don't know if I'll win, but I hope I do, because my mouth is really watering. The two fell silent for a moment. Well, I still hope I win, because everything in my vision is starting to look like an eclair. I still hope I win, because I have a fever, and the only cure is that eclair. At that, Greg tosses down his card in disappointment, and Emily smiles triumphantly. Your question, listener, is what cards did they each have? Puzzle 2 Breaking the Spell My good friends Sherlock Holmes and Watson were also at the festival. I found them in the game room, finishing a game of Scrabble. Holmes drew the last tile on the previous turn, and Watson is now about to play. Let's see here, I guess I'll play off this in here. I'll play M-E-N-Men. The M is on a double letter, so eight points. Sherlock looks over his tiles. How very kind of you to play that. Look here, I have two E's, an A, a Y, and T-L-R. What do you think I can play off of your word? Watson sighed. I don't know, you could add the L, A, and T and make it lament, as in the thing I'll do if this game isn't over soon. Well, good news, Watson, Sherlock replied. As a matter of fact, I can use all of my tiles to make a word. What word would that be? 
elementary, my dear Watson. Stretched across two triple word scores and adding in the bingo makes it 185 points. Well, congratulations, King Sherlock. Come now, Watson, be a good sport. Let's see what tiles you had left. Watson flips over his tiles to reveal a T as in tiger, two E's as in echo, a V as in victor, and an F as in foxtrot. So T, E, E, V, F. Sherlock looks over them for a few seconds. Did you know that you can rearrange all those tiles to make an English word? Watson peered over them for a minute. Okay, yeah, here we go. I use two E's and the V to make Eve. Then I hide the F and the T underneath those tiles. There you go. You know, Watson, sometimes I don't give you enough credit. But you can actually do it with all of the tiles being face-up and visible. Isn't that right, friend? He said, turning to me. Uh... Sure. Puzzle 3 The Magic of Three So at one point, I needed to use the restroom, as you do, so I had to ask someone, uh, do you know where the restroom is? And they said, yes, just uh, go down that hall, third door on the right is another hall, then second door on the left is a stairwell, go up two stories, immediately across the hall is another stairwell, go back down one story, turn immediately left, then second right, then fourth left, and the bathroom is seven and a half doors on the right. So, I did as much of that as I could remember. The further I went, the more alone I was. The more the hallways began to change. Paint peeling, doors boarded, corridors intersecting at unnatural angles. Strange paintings lined the walls. They were all the same, of a figure pointing across a stormy ocean to a black shape on the water that seemed to defy the laws of geometry. Periodically, the sound of footsteps from beyond the walls would intermingle with mine. Small and quick, as if from children, but their source remained invisible. The occasional window revealed landscapes strange and otherworldly, bathed in a color I don't remember having ever seen, yet somehow familiar, striking the chords of memories from somewhere beyond space and time. Weird place for a bathroom, I thought. Finally, I ended up at a heavy brass door with some kind of mechanism on it, a little plaque set to one side which said, Example, and underneath there, it showed three words on the top with lines from each one pointing to a single word below them. The words on the top were North, Death, and Fish. The word they all connected to beneath it was Star. I then looked back up to the main part of the door. At the top, were nine rectangular slots, grouped into threes, so three groups of three slots. Each group had lines that connected those three slots to a question mark below it. And then those three question marks had lines that went down from them to a single alphabet keypad where it looked like I could type in a word. 
So three groups of three slots on top, each group connected to a question mark, each of the three question marks connected to a single keypad at the bottom. I wasn't at all sure what to do until I noticed a rack of rectangular tiles with words written on them. Nine total tiles looked just the right size to fit into the slots on top. The nine words were down, bell, line, mint, book, square, toy, china, and black. So how should I group those nine tiles into the three groups of three slots along the top? And what words should I type in on the bottom? Again, the words were down, bell, line, mint, book, square, toy, china, and black. I needed to solve this one, and fast. Puzzle four. Does it make a sound? Back at the party, an old man was telling stories to a group of children. And that's why you should always keep your closet door closed at night. Whoa, that's a scary story. Hey, do you know any puzzles? Hmm, here's an old lateral thinking puzzle. Are you ready for it? A man stands on a fallen log, alone in the forest, in the middle of a cold winter night. He is nervously clutching a stone in his coat pocket. He stands there for two or three hours before finally walking home. The next day, he has gone missing and is presumed dead. What happened? So you'll hear that solved on the next episode. You can follow us on Facebook or Twitter to see three clues on that puzzle. All right, that's it for this episode. Wait, you can visit wait, the wait. website at... Can't finish the episode yet. Uh, okay. What is it? It's Sherlock Holmes. He's been poisoned. Did you just play that piano for dramatic effect? Yeah, sorry. I just get into it sometimes. Puzzle Mask of the Red Death Punch When I arrived in the courtyard, the police were already all over the place. Sherlock was sprawled out on the stone tile, a cup held loosely in his hand. Watson was crouched next to him, stony-faced. On the ground next to him was a Wonder Woman mask? A nearby officer filled me in on the details. Apparently, Holmes and eight other attendees were in the middle of a game here in the courtyard. The game consisted of the nine participants putting on various character masks. The person who wore the mask didn't know what the mask depicted, but they needed to ask yes or no questions to each other to determine who they were. At some point during the game, Sherlock collapsed, and Watson, being a doctor, was called in to help. Apparently, it was too late. Traces of cyanide were found in the red punch in his cup. Holmes was wearing a Wonder Woman mask, but a zealous policeman had removed the other eight participants' masks and tossed them in a pile on the lawn where the thorn willow hound promptly ate them. 
To make matters worse, not one of the participants had figured out which character they were, or so they claimed, and had only spotty memories of what other people were wearing. Watson had sent for me to help them untangle all of the statements. The police detective said that no one appeared to be lying about much. According to him, in a situation like this, the culprit will lie as little as possible, since there are a lot of witnesses and testimonies. If they were to lie and three others have a different story, that immediately puts them under suspicion. So they'll only lie in saying, of course, that they didn't do it, and then anything that wouldn't be verifiable by others, like what they remember or don't. I set to work questioning the eight suspects. Here are the summaries of each person's statements, starting with Abigail, who had actually made the punch. Yes, I made the punch, but cyanide wasn't one of my ingredients. <laughs> if that's what you're asking. I wasn't paying a lot of attention to the game, honestly. I'm always nervous when I make something and I've never made anything for an event this large. I like to watch to see who gets what and if they like it. I made two bowls of punch, actually, red and green. I noticed four people got red punch, including Mr. Holmes, I suppose, and two people got green punch. Oh yes, I had punch too. I don't remember what color. I have no idea what character I was, but I do know I had a couple of long pointy ears. Not because I asked any questions, but because I touched my head once. Then Bernard, a nervous sort of fellow. I didn't see anything suspicious, honestly. No, I, I don't know what character I was either, I'm afraid. I, I did find it interesting at one point, though, as I was looking over everyone's masks. There were exactly three different characters who had names that were two words, and, and both of the words started with the same letter. Like, so, you know, Wonder Woman was one of them, um, and Bugs Bunny, and I don't really remember the other one, sorry. Yes, I, I did have punch. Um, gosh, I, I don't remember what color, but I do remember, well, so, there was this girl, and she was pretty cute. She was in a Darth Vader mask. I was working up the nerve to talk to her, and, and, and she went up to get punch, so I came up next to her and got punch out of the other bowl. So, so I don't remember what color I got, but it was whatever one Darth Vader didn't get. Uh, no, no, I didn't end up saying anything to her, but the punch was good. Then Caroline, the key witness, almost anyway. I saw the poison being added. Someone pulled out a small vial and poured a clear liquid into a cup that was sitting on a ledge. I just rolled my eyes at first, someone spiking their own punch, I thought. But then I noticed that they turned away from the ledge and were already holding a cup of their own. I didn't see their mask because there was a statue blocking my view. I asked someone next to me who was wearing some kind of mouse mask. They didn't get a very good look either, but said they saw the side or the back of the mask and it was either yellow or green. That's all I know. Sorry, I should have done something sooner. I just didn't really know what I was seeing. Uh, yes, I did have punch. Sorry, what? There were two colors of punch? Oh, well, that makes sense. I'm partially colorblind. Red, green. I did have punch, though. 
I'm surprised I didn't notice with the punch because usually I'm paying attention to things that are red and green. For example, looking over all the masks, I noticed that I saw exactly three masks that had a significant amount of, well, red or green on them. Then David, the quintessential friendly neighbor. Dreadful business. I mean, 2020, am I right? First coronavirus and now a murder. What a mess. You know what? Honestly, Brian, I don't really play these kinds of games, but, you know, they put the mask on me. I couldn't say no. I mean, I'm glad everybody was having a good time, you know, but for me, I, I, I just want to talk to people like, hey, how are you doing? What where are you from? If you could be any ice cream flavor, what flavor would you be? You know, stuff like that. You know, just get to know the person behind the mask metaphorically and literally in this case. But no, I, I don't I don't know who I was. Oh, did I have a drink? Wow, good question. Did I? Oh, I don't really remember. I, I do remember I had snacks. Did you try the banana pudding? It's amazing, really. You should you should give that a try. But yeah, I, I don't remember about the punch. Oh, <laughs> except I do remember. At one point, there were three people standing together. Let's see. Someone was wearing, um, what's that bird? I know Big Bird was there. It wasn't that one. Woody Woodpecker. <laughs> That's right. Wow, what a great cartoon that was, yeah? But yeah, it was Woody Woodpecker standing with... Uh, there's a couple of nice ladies. I don't remember what masks they had, but they were all holding the same colored punch. And so I laughed and said, Hey, look, you all have the same colored punch. You're the regular three amigos. <laughs> and they laughed and laughed. I mean, not so much outwardly, but inside I could tell they thought it was a good joke. Then Evelyn, the snobby sister. I was here with my brother. I honestly didn't know a single one of the characters. Well, I did recognize Frankenstein's monster. Perhaps if they had done masks that were a bit more classic, like Julius Caesar or Van Gogh or Antigone. So I mostly stood by the wall, just waiting for it all to be over. Until a couple of robot-looking things stood near me. Then I retreated to where the musicians were playing until that Sherlock Holmes decided to put his drink down and play a Mendelssohn solo on the violin. Competent enough, I suppose, but not especially elegant. Plus, he kept looking at me, so I walked away. I don't remember if I had punch, but I would have just gotten whatever my brother had if he got anything. Then Frank, the geeky brother. Dude, this game is awesome. It was like, yes, we get to cosplay? Now it's a party. <laughs> yeah, I was geeking out on the Yoda mask. Do or do not, there is no try. <laughs> oh, and the Pikachu mask? Pika, Pika. Yeah, my sister isn't really into this stuff, like, at all. But yeah, oh, yeah, I totally had a drink. Cider, right? Wait, no, that was, that was by the board games. Oh, you're talking about, you're talking about the hot chocolate. Oh, no, okay. A red and green punch? Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I did. Wait, no, I did. Wait, I don't know. I have had so many drinks and snacks tonight. <laughs> like, free dinner, right? Anyway, but yeah, I, I do remember the red and green punch because there was someone in a red mask 
and there was someone in a green mask, and they were each holding punch, and one was red and one was green. Like, what is this, Christmas? Oh, and dude, if you ever figure out what character I was, can you let me know? Sure would be awesome if I was like Goku from Dragon Ball Z. But no, I don't want to get my hopes up. Then Gina, the quote-unquote influencer. Um, so yeah, I like externalize all of my experiences for my social media followers. So I literally don't remember anything that happens without reading my own tweets. LOL, weird, right? So I can just read some to you if you want. Oh, unless you want to follow me at... Okay, that's fine. I'll read them. Note, the amount of her tweets far exceeded the time we have. I am not sure how one can be that prolific on social media and still exist at the same time scale as other people. I will skip to the only relevant tweets among them. Sherlock Holmes is fiddling on the roof. Well, not the roof, but Fiddler in the corner doesn't have the same ring to it. LOL! Hashtag real parties have fiddles. I'm hanging out with Iron Man and Frankenstein and some bird thing. And three of us are women. Hashtag mask life. Hashtag where's all the girl masks. To have punch or not to have punch. Let's hear your votes, people! Hashtag life is an election. Hashtag I don't make my own decisions anymore. I'm literally reading my tweets to some weird looking guy right now because, you know, murder. Hashtag true crime. Finally, Harvey, the straight shooter. Nah, I I poisoned nobody. I didn't see anybody get poisoned either. Yeah, I was was playing the game, asking questions. Was nobody else? It's not the game. I know I was an animal of some kind, like not not like a Pokemon or whatever, but like some kind of actual animal character. Yeah, yeah, I had punch. Yeah, I remember what color. It was red. I had red punch. It was good. No one else remembered? Those were the statements. I let everyone know that it would take me, at most, an entire year to figure out who did it. Maybe sooner, if I can get any help from you listeners. This time, I'm going to give you all two weeks to solve these puzzles. So send in your answers. All right, that's really it for this week. You can visit the website at braindroppodcast.com for a refresher on this week's puzzles, and you can send in your solutions or suggest a puzzle for a future episode by sending an email to puzzles at braindroppodcast.com. You can follow me on Facebook and Twitter at braindroppuzzle. Special thanks to Jeff Moore for some of the music, including what you're listening to right now. Finally, please consider leaving a rating and review on iTunes and telling your friends about the show. All right, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Brian Hobbs. What do a poltergeist, my left pinky toe, and my neighbor's stereo system all have in common? They're all things that go bump in the night. <laughs>